Okay, so thanks so much for joining me today. Jesus has a word for us today. It's a very serious word. You could call it a correction. And I would say he's frustrated with us who call ourselves mature Christians, us who tell him we're ready or think we're ready for his return. But we're not doing our part. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, thank you for your correction. You said you correct those that you love and you are working to prepare us for your return so that we can be that bride without spot or wrinkle. So that you can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You did what I asked you to do. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for speaking through me. In your name I pray. Amen. And so, you know, um, God shows me his emotions. And I don't know if he does that with everyone. But I feel like he's saying he is frustrated with us. We've been Christians for years and years and years. We say we're ready for Jesus. In fact, some people say they can't wait until he gets here. And yet we're sitting around not doing anything, not doing that greater work, not even loving our neighbor, not even loving him. The very most important commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. When we love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, then we're going to care about what he cares about. And it's the second commandment has to do with the first. If you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, if you care about what he cares about, then you're going to be able to love your neighbor. You're going to care if your neighbor is going to help or not. I'm sure I've said this message before. But today he is saying he is frustrated that we're not listening. Have ears to hear. You know, we're like, when is he going to come? When is he going to come? Is he going to come? And he said he's not late. He's long-suffering, waiting for us. He's waiting for us to get ready. He's waiting for us to prepare the way for him. There are so many lost souls out there. And he's calling us to stand up. That's what he's been saying to me the last two days. Stand up for Jesus. Stop blending in and telling the sinners it's okay. Stop saying, oh, it's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just hang out with you and just watch you do that sin. And even though I know you're going to hell because you're not going to repent and I'm not showing you the way, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to watch. If you know someone is sinning and you don't say anything about it to them, then you're not loving them. You're not loving your neighbor. You know, we say, well, I'm going to love them and just hang out with them and not talk to them about their sin and they'll work it out. They may not have time to work it out. Jesus is coming. We are in the season of his return and he is frustrated that we're not ready. He said that to me. He is frustrated with us. We say we love him, yet we don't obey him. And he said, not everyone who calls him Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of the Father. It, we aren't supposed to be taking care of ourselves even, running around in circles like the heathen, trying to figure out what we're going to drink and what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear. What we should be doing is trying to figure out how to do his will. Getting those people saved that are on the wide path and instead we're on the wide path with them, and no one has the guts to stand up and call out the sinners and say, Repent, the kingdom of God is near. 
repent. The kingdom of God is near. Jesus is coming, and you get you can't be in sin when he comes. When he comes, grace is over. It's time. Judgment has already begun. He told me that. He's already separating the sheep from the goats. Those who love him from those who don't. If you love him, you'll obey him, and you'll care about what he cares about. And we all have an assignment. If your life is about Jesus, and his life is about you, and it is, then we're going to be on that quest with him. The disciples dropped everything to follow him, to be disciples, to do his work, to partake in what Jesus was doing. Right? They were his friend. They cared about what he cared about, and he cares about the lost. And he's asking us to care about the lost, but we don't. We're selfish. We're ready. We don't even have time to sit with Jesus. People think they know Jesus and um, that they're communicating with him, and yet they're not doing his will. So that means they're communicating with the enemy, and they're being deceived into thinking that they're okay with God, and they're not. So how does that happen? The enemy is out to kill, still, and destroy. The enemy is a voice. Corinthians tells us to take captive every thought, and that's our cue. He comes into your thought life. And he tries to imitate himself as God. He comes dressed as an angel of light. The Word of God tells us this. And so we have to be careful. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. And they don't follow the voice of a stranger. If you sit with Jesus, you're going to know his voice. And he's going to sound like the Word. He's not going to say, oh, it's okay, you can sin. That's all right. People know they're sinning. And they don't do anything about it. And really what you're, what you're doing is you're ignoring Jesus. And he said, if you ignore him on that day, if you didn't do his commands, he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, I never knew you. That's bad. You don't want him to be saying, away from me, I never knew you. Because you didn't do my father's commands. Because you ignored me. You knew what to do. You even said, I know. I sin. I'm not perfect. And it's Okay. And, you know, and it's okay to just hang out with the sinners. Jesus sat with sinners. He didn't sit with the sinners and sin with them. He spoke the word to them. He loved them. And, you know, people have this understanding that love is keeping your mouth shut and letting people just live by their own opinion. And if we do that, they're going straight to hell. But we just sit by. We don't do anything. You know, we don't want to cause any trouble. Jesus said he came to cause trouble. He came to tell the truth, to call us out, to stop living by our facade with Band-Aids on. You know, yeah, I sin, but no one's going to know about it. Yeah, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to cover all that up. Get rid of the sin. Get rid of the sin because you can't live with Jesus, with Jesus and sin at the same time. And if you can't get rid of it here then how are you going to move in with him? And I know you can't do it on your own. I'm not saying to do that, but to follow the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Let him convict you and correct you. Nobody wants to be corrected, and everybody is offended at the truth. 
They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to look at the truth. They don't want you to tell them the truth because then they feel icky inside. And that icky feeling inside is that conviction that Jesus is growing you up and changing you, recreating you in his likeness so that you can fit into heaven when you leave here. I tell a story about my mom all the time. She wanted to go to heaven and Jesus said, you're not ready yet. And he's saying to us, you're not ready yet. You can't come with the intention of being able to think you can sin here or when you get there. In heaven, in the new heaven, in the new earth, there's going to be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears. And that's because there's going to be no more sin. No more sinners. So, you know, if you want to follow Jesus, you want to be like him, you want to live with him, that's a choice that you have to make and you have to seek him and ask him to correct you and to help you get to that place. And when he corrects you, you don't say, no, this is my opinion. I think I can be in unforgiveness. I can do that. I can, I can abuse my body and, and drink alcohol and let the enemy take over my thinking. And I can get offended. I can, I can be rude. No, that is not being who Jesus is. And you can't say, we can let that go. We're all sinners. And it's okay. Jesus understands. He shed his blood for us. And he did. He shed his blood for you. And so you don't have to sin anymore. You don't have to sin anymore. If you choose to sin, you're choosing to follow after the enemy. If you're choosing to be like Jesus, you're going to say, help me to put this down. And he, because he lives on the inside of you, because he laid down his life for you, he's empowering you to not do that sin anymore. That's what it's all about. He gave up his life for you. Him living on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, is your strength, your power to lay that down, to tell the enemy no, to tell him, no, I'm not following you. All I need is Jesus. We say that. All I need is Jesus. All I need is Jesus. But what do you have to have? Self-gratification? Getting on Facebook and making everybody think that, you know, you're this great person and you have all the answers? That's pride. Humble yourself before him and say, I don't know anything. I can't do anything without you. Go ahead and prune me, Lord. Wash me with a word. Wash yourself with a word. Take the word of God and look at it. I'm to read you Revelation 2.4. I have this one charge against you. He's correcting the church. You left your first love. You've deserted me. Remember when you first got born again and you would do anything for Jesus. And then the enemy came and Jesus warned you he would come. And he taunted you and he tempted you. And he got you offended, and, and now everything's too hard, and you can't do it anymore, and you don't have faith anymore, and nothing happens in your life anymore, and that's because you're not doing the Word. If you fully obey the Lord your God and do what is right in His eyes, then you're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. If you're not being blessed, that means you're not fully obeying Him. And if you're not fully obeying Him, then on that day, He's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. Practicing lawlessness is not sinning once in, a t once in a while and repenting, you know, practicing lawlessness is sinning on purpose. And people sin on purpose because they think Jesus' blood covered it or they think they can't help it. 
They don't look at God's word and agree with it. They disagree with it, yet they're calling themselves Christians, and that's why he's frustrated. He said, you left your first love. If you don't have faith, it's impossible to please God. And so you have to press in and fight the good fight of faith. Kingdom of God is taken by force. It's not going to fall on you. You can't just do anything. Remember from the heights you have fallen, repent, change your inner man to meet God's will, change the inner man to meet God's will, and do the works you did previously when you first knew the Lord, or else I will visit you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you change your mind and repent. We have grown lukewarm, and Jesus is saying, repent. The kingdom of God is near. He's almost going to open that door. And if you're in this place, you're not going to go to heaven. I'm here to tell you that. My mission is to tell you that you are not ready for heaven. We are not ready for heaven. I'm not ready for heaven. Don't get offended when I tell you that. Don't do that. Dig in. Get on your knees. Invite him to correct you so that you can live with him. Or you're going to live in eternal damnation eternal suffering. People think, fine then, I'll go to hell. You do not know what you're talking about. Read the word of God. Hell is forever suffering with the devil and his angels, and you were not meant for that. You're God's child, and he wants you to live with him, and that's why he's correcting you before he comes, but he's getting frustrated because we're not listening. We're doing all kinds of other things and think that when he comes, We're ready, and we're not. And what's bothering him the most for these Christians that say they're mature and they say they're Christians and they've been Christians for a long, long time is that they're not doing his work. They think that not everybody has to do it. He said, whoever believes. So if you believe, you are called to do his work. Let's repent. Let's get bold. You know, there's so few that are bold in getting persecuted. And so, you know, the other thing God was was telling me to share is because most of the Christians are blending in with those who aren't Christians, who don't know any better, they're thinking the ones that are compromising, those that are lukewarm, it's okay. And so it's the blind leading the blind. And he's frustrated. He's saying, stand up for what's right. Stop being so meek. Stand up. Turn those tables over. Speak the word. Or they're going to go to hell. God is frustrated with us. Let's do that. Let's repent and change. And let's also, if you've never asked him to come live on the inside of you, do it. Get going. Let him empower you to do his will. Of course you can't do it without him. You can't stop drinking without him. You can't stop smoking without him. You can't stop gambling. You can't stop swearing, lying, getting offended. You can't do anything without him because he comes with that truth. He gets to the root of why you're doing what you're doing, and he fixes it. You want him to do that for you. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you and praise you that you want to correct us. Help us to be bold. We repent right now for not doing your will, for just sitting around thinking we don't have to do anything. 
but we have to lay down our lives if we want to follow you. You said that. All those things we think are so important, help us to lay it down and to do your work and prepare the way for you and be that example for those other, for the others that don't know you or don't know what they're doing or who are following us, follow the enemy. Help us get it all fixed up. Remind us to get on our knees every morning and listen to you and stop following the voice of the enemy. That we would take captive every thought and make sure it's your thought before we follow it. Thank you, Lord, that people would know that they don't need to be offended, but they just need to get ready. Help us not to be so sensitive in that way and be sensitive to the fact that you love us and you're trying to help us to get ready. And those of us who haven't, those of you who haven't asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20 said, He is knocking on the door of your heart already. And if you invite him in, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. So we invite you, Lord. Come and live on the inside of us. Fill us with your spirit, your power, your peace, your joy, your contentment. Help us, Lord, to be bold and to speak and to do your work. Help us to stick out like you did. Yes, we will be persecuted, but that's okay. And that means that's proof we're on the right path. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You're so good to us. Thank you. Just praise him right now. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He is so good. If you said that prayer, if you repented, please let me know. Let's make a difference. Jesus wants to come and rescue us from the evil here. He's already rescued plenty, and he wants to finish the work. Let him finish that work in you. Be that disciple. Stop sitting around and not doing anything, not making a difference. Let's make a difference. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.